Welcome everyone, this is the Bread of Life, and I'm Joel Van Hoogen. I am the director of the International Mission Church Partnership Evangelism. We have full-time missionaries stationed in North America, South America, Europe, and Asia, and we have ministry representatives carrying forward our commitment to equip and engage the body of Christ in evangelism, discipleship, and church planting in a number of countries around the world. To learn more about our ministry and to inquire how you can help us raise up disciple-making disciples and plant church-planting churches, go to traincpe.org. I'm also the Bible teacher at the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. Our great pursuit in God's Word is to always find the road that leads to Christ, exalts His gospel, and finds in Him our complete sufficiency. You can learn more about our fellowship by going to breadoflifeboise.org. I'd like to begin our broadcast this morning by reading to you Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Here we have a picture of that moment when God declared to Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. When this was said to him, Abraham didn't have a single child and was an old man past childbearing age. But before God, as God spoke to him, Abraham believed. And from his faith, the faith has gone out to all the nations. Again, I read to you Romans 4.17, and then we'll consider the expansive nature of faith. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead, and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Apostle John, again, has a vision of this climatic realization of this promise in the song of the redeemed that he hears before the throne of God in Revelation chapter 5. Verses 9 and 10, John writes this, And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on earth. And there's a vision, universal tide and expansion of those that are coming to Christ. I think there are any number of applications we can make here, but let me make one in light of the context in which Paul is pronouncing this, because he's countering an attitude and an idea that's among the Jewish people at this time. Be careful lest our faith in God's saving work through Jesus Christ becomes a point of group identity that looks inward and not outward towards others. Be careful that our faith community doesn't become our cloister, our chosen collective to close us off from others. No. When by faith we are put into the family of God, We become members of the people of God, and in that moment, we are brought into the family business. We are brought into the trade of our Savior and our Lord, which is to become fishers of men, and it's to take the gospel to the ends and to all the people of the earth. We're called out from all these other nations. We are separate in a sense, but our separation is not a separation of distance where I distance myself from individuals. It's a separation of distinction. I now have a distinct duty to be an ambassador of the reconciliation that comes through Jesus Christ to all the world, calling all men and all nations 
to be reconciled to God through faith in Jesus Christ. Our expectation is through the witness of the gospel. Not only will individuals become new creatures in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says if anyone, there's an individual, is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Everything has become new. And that's part of the expectation. An individual comes to Christ and he becomes a new creature in Christ. But here, if I understand what God is saying to Abraham is true, there's not only an expectation of individuals who are experiencing the new creation, but a promise that God will fashion in a similar way newly created nations of newly made men and women that will inherit his full blessing and in faith inherit the full realm of the earth. Nations. A multitude of nations who are rising up. When I come to Christ, I receive Christ as my Savior. I don't lose my personality. I don't lose a sense of my past. I don't lose my identity. My birth certificate still says who my mother and father were, right? But I'm still a new creation in Christ. Something new and tremendous has happened to me so that I can't identify myself just in those old ways. I'm a new man in Christ. Now here's what I think. I think God does the same thing for nations. He raises up those who believe and trust in Him so we see from every tribe and every tongue and every nation host of individuals say we're going to seize the realm of the earth it doesn't mean they're going to lose their identity it doesn't mean they're going to lose their past their parentage will remain the same but oh through it god has demonstrated his faithfulness to pursue through all these things a people to redeem unto himself so that all the nations will come and worship him what a wonderful vision we come out from the world that's our distinct call so that we may go back into the world to proclaim the promise of righteousness with God through faith in Jesus Christ and a blessing that should come through Christ upon all the nations for his namesake and his glory. Ernest Dung has a testimony that he shares. He's the CPE director for our ministry in Cambodia. And when he was a young man, he grew up in the palace of the king. He was part of a band that the sons, the princes of the king, had formed together. The band was called Black Stone. They would play music from the Beatles and things like that. He also had an entourage of young men that used to follow him around because his father was the commander of King Sionic's armies. And so he had somewhat of a group that followed him around and he was like the little leader of this group. And on one occasion he was told that there were really pretty girls at the only church, the only Christian church that was in the city of Phnom Penh. And so he thought, well, I'll go and see what kind of pretty girls are there. Well, it was a bit of a trick. While he got there, there was a man that was preaching, and this man was from a far lower class of people than he was a part of. And this man was preaching the Christian gospel of Jesus Christ. And the whole time he was listening, he was getting more and more angry and more and more angry because here was this foreign religion that was being declared as truth to his own Khmer people. And after the message is over with, as he's being filled with anger, and he's a young man, the song is being sung, Just As I Am. He remembers this later on in his life. The pastor comes to him, directly to him, and asks if he wants to give his heart to the Lord Jesus. And Ernest spits in the man's face and storms out of that place. How would this man have the gall to impose upon him some white man's religion to take the place of the religion that had been given and as a part of their nation? Later on, he'll go through the killing fields. And he'll escape the killing fields. And he'll lose his entire family. And he'll be in a Kaoidung refugee camp in which he realizes his life is being consumed with bitterness and anger and resentment. And he sees no way forward for his life 
in this turmoil of conflict, even though the war has ended and the Pol Pot's regime has been put down and the Khmer Rouge has been put down, the battle is still within him and he wants to go back. His thought is, I just want to go back and I want to find the people who are responsible for my family's death and I want to kill them all. But he realizes that's not something he's going to be able to act out and he can't live in that way. And so he goes to find an answer for it and he goes, he doesn't even understand why, but he actually goes to a place in this refugee camp where the gospel is being preached, where a ministry has been set up by Christian missionaries, and he hears the gospel again, and it's the exact same gospel he'd heard before. And then he falls on his knees and asks Jesus to come and forgive him and change his life. And as he's praying to receive Christ in his life, he hears some youth in the background, and they're singing, just as I am among themselves. See how God is pursuing and calling him. When we sent Ernest back to Cambodia, Ernest, what's your one great vision for your nation? I want my nation to become one of the great Christian nations in Southeast Asia. That's my vision. It's kind of a wonderful thing that's happened since he's been there. You know, the Prime Minister of Cambodia said to him, Ernest, we like the influence that Christ is having on our nation. Our goal is that you would work with us so that we could see an evangelical church in every village in Cambodia. But you know that idea that he had, you know, that this is just like a, a Buddhist nation or this is, and this is a foreign religion that's coming? We have to be careful ourselves that we don't conduct ourselves in such a way that we express that to others. That somehow we have a corner on this truth. We have a standing estate. You can have a founder's mentality in a sense. Right? I've come from a long line of Christians and my family believed and We've trusted and we know and God has blessed our nation for years and we need to go out and spread the gospel of what God has given to the United States of America and we need to be careful that we don't in any way comport ourselves and go to people with a vision of shaping them into our national identity. But to believe instead that by faith in Jesus Christ God can give birth to nations and nations and nations a multitude of nations that will bow at His feet and worship Him. You're going to see how the attitude that it set up in the Jews worked completely against this idea. The very place where God was opening up this vision to Abraham, they were in a sense by their attitudes nullifying that vision. They weren't trusting God and believing God for those things because they were more interested in acquiring for themselves privileges and status than be servants of God's the righteousness that comes by faith alone for ourselves as we gather and we worship in our churches let's be careful that we're not just exulting in our unique status and blessing when we respond to what's happening in our nation and we feel threatened because we feel we're losing freedoms let's not react simply because we want to hold on to the unique positions and blessings that we have it may be that God is trying to push us off of the ground in which we just enjoy ourselves and enjoy what God has given to us because God has a vision for the nations that they'll come and worship at the feet of our Savior Jesus Christ let's bow our heads and now O oh God take us back to that day or that hour when the wonderful truth the salvation that is ours through Jesus Christ alone 
where we could be forgiven and washed and cleansed by faith in Him, where we could become in a moment a child of God. In that moment of belief, we could become heirs of all eternity and all the promises and blessing of God. Take us back now to that hour and that moment. Maybe as a child, maybe as an adult, whatever our struggles were, Whatever the hour that brought us to that moment where we cried out to you, we found a, a salvation that was personal and deep and it was for us. And then open our eyes up to look upward to the stars. And believe in our faith that you want to accomplish more, not simply touching our lives, but through our faith and trust in you and through our obedience to you and our surrender to you and our faithfulness to be witnesses of what you've done in our lives and who you are. A belief, O oh God, that through us you wanted to bring in a constellation of those, that ripple effect of faith upon those around us and around the world. And we'll rejoice in you and praise you for this unexplained potential. We who had nothing in ourselves to offer, we who had nothing to bring, only clinging to you in our weakness, a faith, dear God, that was near desperation there is no other answer for us. And out of that desperation of faith, oh, that you would construct something bold and loud and impactful that would go to the ends of the earth. We thank you for this. We praise you. Jesus, help us to be faithful to the call we ask in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening in today to The Bread of Life. Keep the missionaries of Church Partnership Evangelism in your prayers as they work in Ecuador and Cambodia and India and Indonesia and Greece and Bulgaria to release the body of Christ as his witnesses. Find out more by going to breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next time, may God bless you.